Welcome back to another episode of Dodge Current Events. Today, I want to dedicate the beginning of this podcast to Breonna Taylor. So, we all know who Breonna Taylor is. She's from Louisville, Kentucky, and was wrongfully killed by the Louisville Metro Police Department. It's been over 150 days, and she still has no justice. They tried to, you know, say her boyfriend was convicted of murder, but the charges were dropped because that boy, he didn't do nothing wrong. So we just know that the police knocked down her door, started shooting, until last night when I watched, you know, the little documentary that the New York Times put out about her killing. And it's thousands of red flags. I feel like they know. They don't know, but they know she was wrongfully killed. So the three cops who killed her, though one is already terminated, doesn't do any justice to her family. They need to be convicted of murder. So, I'm going to, you know, go through the documentary a little bit to let y'all know all the red flags that I saw watching. And the one thing that stood out to me as I was watching it was her mom said she still feels like every day is March 13th because... She don't know what happened. Nobody was telling her nothing. And her daughters are still gone. That's crazy. So, in the beginning of the documentary, um, they basically was explaining that the Louisville Metro Police Department had five search warrants out that night. And her address was one of them. So, her ex-boyfriend, Jamarcus, um, I guess he was a, a drug dealer, you know, and they tied them both together, being that he used to be to her house, I guess, and basically assumed that she was part of, you know, whatever he had going on, which is not true. She was studying to become a nurse. So... Her family said she was very dedicated to doing stuff that she put her mind to. So do you think that somebody that dedicated to becoming a nurse would allow herself to slip up by, you know, having encounters with, you know, selling drugs or anything like that? I don't think so. So um, her boyfriend told us in the documentary that Brianna just had fallen asleep. It was maybe almost midnight. And he was watching TV. And all of a sudden, he hears a loud boom at the door. It was so loud that it woke Brianna Taylor up. So, you know, they both were scared, nervous, trying to figure out, like, what the hell was that? Okay. They said, who is it? Nobody said nothing. 
So my first instinct would have been like, okay, like we about to get robbed or some shit like that. Like, cause who the hell would be babbling up on somebody doing like that that time of night and don't say nothing? It seems like a setup, kind of. So he said they heard a loud boom again, boom, boom, boom. He said Brianna was basically screaming at the top of her lungs, "Who is it?" So no, they they didn't know who it was. Nobody said nothing at the door. So he said he grabbed his gun, which he's licensed to carry. And the policeman knocked the door down. So he shot because they didn't know it was the police. So do you think that if the police announced, oh, it's, you know, LMPD, that he would have grabbed his gun? No, they probably would have had their hands up if they knocked the door down or whatever. So when he shot, when they came in, they automatically started shooting. And she was in the crossfire, got hit. I believe, five or six times and died on the floor. Three officers were shooting. One of them was in the front, and he got hit as well. One of them was behind him, and one was on the patio. Now, the case with the officer on the patio is his name is Brett Hankerson. Yeah, Brett Hankerson. So he's the officer that was terminated. But the funny thing with him is he was on the patio. He couldn't really see inside the house, but he was shooting. So in that case, he was shooting blind. Didn't know what the hell he was shooting at. He was just shooting just to shoot. Now, the reason why I believe he got terminated was because in the documentary, it was a witness, well, a girl, and she was like, He kind of sexually assaulted her. And when she posted her story on social media, she had lots of people, you know, messaging her, basically saying he did the same thing to them. So in my eyes, that's kind of how I believe he got terminated. It was just too much incidents on him. Then the thing is, he was still employed, but they said he had lots of incidents reports on him as far as, you know, abusing his authority or, like, if he arrested somebody with money, he would steal the money and sexually assault females and just certain stuff like that. So he took his power as an officer to to the extreme, which is not okay. So thankfully he was terminated, but still, that does no justice to Breonna Taylor because he's still out there, free. Um, Then... They tried to say her boyfriend was charged. Well, they charged her with murder. I don't know if they were trying to say that he killed her or he was trying to kill the cop. But y'all didn't announce y'all So he really didn't know who the hell he was shooting at. Which is crazy. But the charges are thankfully dropped. But still, that's not okay. I feel like they tried to cover up what they did. And what really blew my mind was when they got the incident report, the officers marked no injuries. Y'all had a whole person dead because of this. They said that incident report was blank as ever. So, that's red flag number one. 
Um, another thing that was really a big red flag to me was um, the narcotics team was the one that did the, you know, the no-knock warrant um, search at her house. And they don't, the, the narcotics team don't have body cams. So what Brianna Taylor's family lawyer said, they don't really know what happened exactly in the house that night. They're going off of the word of some of the officers. They're going off the word of some witnesses. They're going off the word of, you know, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, but nobody really know what happened. And in that case, they would have known what happened if they had a body camera. In my opinion, every officer needs to have a body cam. I don't give a damn what unit you're in. Because just as well as civilians can lie about, you know, police officers, police officers can lie about what exactly they did to them, too. And which is very popular now. They lie about every damn thing. And if you ask me, the Louisville Metro Police Department is very crooked for this. I know towards the end, they were like, the Louisville uh, Police Department didn't want to comment on, you know, any of the accusations or the stuff that was going on, and neither of the officers wanted to, you know, give a statement as well. If y'all had nothing to worry about, just give a statement. To me, that's hiding behind the truth. You know, they passed this little law called the Breonna Law. Um, it's banning no-knock warrants, but if you ask me, that just should have been banned. Just as well as they had the raw house with Breonna Taylor, they could have had the raw house with anybody else. And the crazy thing is, Breonna lived with her 20-year-old sister, and a toddler child stayed there as well. So, if they were there that night, just imagine what would have happened. Thank God they weren't. And that's just crazy. And in the documentary, when, you know, after they did the shooting, they were trying to get Kenneth to come out the house, and they were calling her a cop murderer and all kind of stuff when, you know, he fired in self-defense because he didn't know who the hell was at that door. But he's a cop murderer. But they didn't say anything about Breonna Taylor being dead in the house. And her mom said she stood out there from, like, 2 a.m. till 11 a.m. Nobody was saying nothing. They didn't even tell her that her daughter was dead. She said a little after 11, one of the detectives came, and she was like, where's my daughter? And he was like, she's still in the apartment, and she already knew what that meant. So they, she said before that, they told her to go to the hospital. She said she waited two hours, and the people at the hospital told her they didn't have any records on her, you know, being transported there or even being there. They, she was laying in the apartment that whole time, and nobody told her mom nothing. That's just crazy. And... My heart goes out to her mom because who like, I don't I don't even want to think about anything like that happening to nobody because and the police officers they don't see how wrong this is they're 
at fault. One of the detectives said he reviewed the warrant and the information on the warrant was so old. Which you can kind of already tell it was old because they had information about her ex-boyfriend, you know, being at her house, I guess, with drugs or whatever. She was no longer with her. So obviously that stuff had to be old. She had a new boyfriend, which is Kenneth. And they said if you make a warrant about drugs, it has to be 48 hours related. So all the stuff had to happen in the last 48 hours. Not last week, four months ago, stuff like that. No, it had to be 48 hours ago. And they said that stuff was totally old, like a couple months ago. So that's another red flag. But yet we have no justice for Breonna Taylor. So, her boyfriend, Kenneth, he filed a $10.5 million lawsuit against the Louisville Police Department. And I don't blame him. First, I tried to charge him with murder. Then dropped the charge. Secondly, y'all killed my girlfriend. Y'all did a no-knock warrant. Y'all not telling us nothing. We don't know nothing. The police, two of the police officers are still, you know, employed with them. And they don't know nothing. So, hopefully, some sort of justice comes out with this, you know, lawsuit. But no amount of money could ever, you know, take the place of a life. That's just a little piece of healing. But I'm pretty sure if he could get her back, that's what he would want to happen. So, until we get justice for Breonna Taylor, we need to keep saying her name and don't live it down. Because those Louisville police officers, that whole system, screams crooked crooked to me. And I'm going to keep, you know, updating you guys on what's going on with, you know, Kenneth's lawsuit. But we need to keep saying her name. Justice for Breonna Taylor. Next, I want to talk about, you know, something else that's been, you know, like, crazy to me. Um, The hashtag Stand With Sophie. So, I was just scrolling on Facebook one day, and I saw a video. And at first, I didn't really know what it was. It was very disturbing. So, you know, I clicked it off, and I kept scrolling, but... As I kept scrolling, you know, that day, the next day, the next day, I just kept seeing that video and, you know, people commenting, staying stand with Sophie and, you know, this and that or whatever. And so, you know, I decided to, you know, do my research because I just like knowing what's going on and stuff like this drives me crazy. So, Sophie... As a nine-year-old girl from Texas. So her mom and her dad are not together. So she goes back and forth between mom and dad. And they're in a custody battle. Because Sophie does want custody of her and her two brothers. But right now, there was mom, you know, mainly. In the video, Sophie was leaving from with her dad. And she was trying to tell her grandma that she didn't want to go back to her mom's house, you know, because 
her mom, boyfriend, or fiance, or whoever the hell he is, was, you know, sexually abusing her. And her mom watched. Sophie is not being sexually abused by a 30-something, maybe 40-something-year-old man. How is that okay? And her mom is watching. Thank God her dad recorded when she was telling her grandma. And the crazy thing with the grandma is she just disregarded everything Sophie was telling her. As if she didn't care or she didn't want to get involved. She didn't want to know nothing. She just was like, oh, you got to go with your mom. She literally dragged her out the car by her foot to take her back to her mom. If a nine-year-old child is pleading that bad not to go back, something has to be wrong. And the sad part is, her dad couldn't do nothing about it. I'm so glad he recorded that video. Because the grandma was not concerned with the well-being of those kids. You were just like, oh, well, you have to go back with your mom. I know if I was in her position, she wasn't going back. We was going straight to, you know, the hospital, get her checked out. Like, we was getting a case open. Because there's no way a nine-year-old could make up such a graphic lie like that. And she said what he did to her. He said he touched her VV. We all know what that is. While her mom stood there and watched. Now, they want to, you know, execute drug dealers and have them in jail for life or, you know, 25 years max and stuff like that. But there are rapists just like Sophie's, you know, mom's fiance that are out free or are in jail for a couple of months and stuff like that. And then the thing is, they're white. So you can't tell me. It's going to take a while for him to even get locked up. And when I did my research, he still was out free. Let that have been somebody black, and I bet you they would have been born that same day. And it ain't like we can lie, because the dad recorded the whole video. So, But it's just upsetting to me because they be ready to execute black drug dealers for dealing drugs instead of trying to catch people who are hurting our little youth. Stuff like that is burn me up inside. I wouldn't wish that on no child. No child should have to experience something like that. Whew, I'ma just have to, you know, continue going. So um I've been seeing that a lot of people were putting on Facebook and making, you know, GoFundMe accounts for people who are being evicted. Now I know some landlords have to have their money because that's how they make a living. But we are in a pandemic. People are still out of work. Unemployment got cut and, you know, people are barely making it. People have mouths to feed, keeping up with bills, making sure their children are good to go back to school, having the necessities that they need. So it's kind of hard if they're making $100 a week. That is not a livable amount. 
And being that we are in a pandemic, I feel like landlords need to be more lenient. They don't have nowhere else to go. If they couldn't afford to pay, they would. So I feel like some kind of temporary law needs to be implemented on the fact that you cannot evict people just because they haven't paid their rent. People are having a hard time making a living nowadays. Some jobs having cut hours, some jobs not open at all. Some people are barely making unemployment. Like, I mean, $100, $200. And who knows when they're going to get that extra, you know, that extra money for the unemployment again. So, they're still waiting on that. So, I mean, have a heart. So I really think that something needs to be implemented on people being evicted during this damn pandemic. It's just crazy how, you know, some people don't have a heart. I can't see myself, especially mothers, single mothers at that with kids. I can't see myself just throwing them out on the street, but shit, everybody ain't like me. That's the crazy part. <sighs> so sex trafficking is really big now. Um, there are many, many of our black children, especially, that have gone missing. There's all all kinds of children going missing, but you see a very high peak in our black children. Um, so a sex trafficking sting in Georgia has been found out, and um, the U.S. Marshals have rescued 39 kids across seven states. And um, I heard Georgia was a really hot spot. And that's just crazy. So they arrested nine people for the sex trafficking sting in Georgia, but the 39 kids were spread across seven states. And I want to say it was maybe like uh, Oklahoma, um, Ohio, I want to say, Georgia, of course. Um, I can't remember the rest, but it's been, like, you know, they're spread across. And thankfully that the U.S. Marshals have found 39 of them, even though that's just a small number of the ones that are missing, every little bit helps. I know those kids are glad to be back with their families if they have any, or just glad to be out the situation that they were in. And I hope that they will continue to search, you know, for more of the kids. Because this sex trafficking thing, we got to get this shit handled. Just like with Sophie, nobody should have to, you know, experience being sex trafficked. That is very traumatizing. I wouldn't wish nothing like that on my worst enemy. So we need to come together and help our babies. So hopefully the U.S. Marshals are still working to find, you know, more and more of our kids. But we got to help them out. So if you see a picture of a child anywhere, please be on the lookout. Please repost. Please share. Spread the word. Make it known. Because this is helping our youth of America. All right. Lastly, I want to talk about Labor Day weekend. So, you know, Labor Day is tomorrow. 
there's a lot of parties going on, people going out of town, you know, stuff like that. I just want to, you know, remind people we're still in a pandemic. Corona is still circulating. Our numbers are, you know, fluctuating, but they're still large numbers. So be careful. Wear your mask, social distance. But most importantly, wear that mask, sanitize, clean. Act like you're still in a public building while you're trying to have fun. So that'll be all for today. But remember, we're still screaming Breonna Taylor's name. We need those officers who killed her to be prosecuted. So we're still saying her name, and we're still waiting on justice. Justice for Breonna Taylor.